This is Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. Trust is an important part of any business relationship, and that's perhaps even more true and maybe more essential in farm businesses where families often work together. Many farmers and ranchers know well that family relationships can impact the family business and vice versa. Here now with some tips on how to build and keep trust to maintain a functioning business and, more importantly, a functioning family is Alan Vanolik, an extension educator for farm and ranch transition and succession with the Center for Ag Profitability here at Nebraska. Thanks for joining me, Alan. Thanks for having me, Ryan. So you've worked with many farm families over the course of your career. What's your view on the importance of trust between family members in a business? Well, farm families, uh, at the end of the day, have to have good teamwork. And so to have to, and, and they have to have that to have a highly effective team. And so the, the, the key to good teamwork, however, is the, the truth part of it, being truthful with each other, and then the trust part. So without trust, the team will not function well or it will just flat fail. So that's the really importance of trust is because um, it has to work right to get good teamwork. And we hear trust, we probably think we understand what it means, but uh, to you, if you're explaining it to somebody, what are some characteristics of trust? Well, the definition specifically says that uh, trust is a positive psychological state compromising the intention to accept vulnerability based on positive expectations of the intentions of behavior of another. Uh, But it can be also described as a compelling act based on our perceptions of another, an individual's belief in and willingness to act on the basis of the words, actions, and decisions of another. The bottom line is we have to have a level of trust that uh, that someone is willing to invest in our relationship back and forth, and, it's, and we have to accept a certain level of vulnerability with that trust when we choose to trust another. Well said. And when it comes to things that affect trust in a family business, what are some common barriers to maintaining it? Well, the common barrier to people uh, that are older, the baby boomers and the, and the older generation there, is control. Uh, it's a situation where one person in a relationship attempts to control the action, thoughts, or emotions of another. And it clearly relates results in a situation of unequal position or power, so control is, can be a big issue. A second one is dishonesty, where people are providing only half-truths, not t- t- attempting to give the whole, family, uh, the whole story of what's going on, or t- perf- purposely trying to be misleading. There's also the self-centered part, uh, focuses on oneself and their own need and wants and desires instead of the whole family or, or others in the business. Uh, there's also a lack of openness, a situation where one or more persons are not open or free in expressing their opinions, describing their positions on issues or relating information. They don't just they don't share everything they should. And in communication is required for trust to develop. A failure to communicate effectively, which, by the way, means good listening, leads to a failure of trust. Uh, empathy is also a problem. Uh, difficulties in relationship will definitely happen. The failure to identify the troubles experienced by the injured person, willingness to work together to address the problem leads to reduced trust. In other words, showing good empathy, showing good uh, kindness to other people is really important. And finally, go into, go into relationships with a positive feeling rather than a negative uh, or rather than becoming jealous or, or allowing suspicious suspicions to creep in because all of that leads to a reduction in trust. And so having a positive feeling instead of any negative feelings is really also very important. Great. And all good things and 
Are there common characteristics that you've seen in families that uh, do have a good culture of trust? Yes. Um, one is that uh, family members are reliable. They'll do what they say and they'll say what they do. They mean what they say and they say what they mean and there's no uh, ambiguity about what's going to happen or what they, what the, what's going to happen with their actions or how they're going to follow uh, what, what they expect you to do. So being reliable is important. Secondly, you have to demonstrate feelings of intimacy. They care about each other and they like being together. They like being around each other. That helps a lot. And then lastly, they tend to be honest with each other. They have open, direct communications. They're willing to speak and listen when difficult things need to be said. And so listening is the key to that being honest and having good direct communication. You've emphasized listening a couple of times, and you talk a lot about that when you're giving your presentations across the state, I know. Uh, how important is that, and how difficult can that be for people to, uh, to understand, uh, how, for them to understand the importance of listening in relationships? Well, listening is the key to, to good communication because we have to, you know, it's well said by an author named Stephen Covey. who said, seek first to understand before you can be understood. And so that, that tells me that we have to listen better. And that, that's one of the big issues we have right now, not only in our families, but quite honestly in our state and our country, in my view. So trust also goes together with respect. We often have, we're more often likely to lash out at those we are closest to but we have to understand that sometimes uh, people are just having a bad day. So don't be afraid to just say, I'm going to give the guy, give my brother or give somebody else a benefit of the doubt because they're having a bad day. So essentially, we look past that when family members are experiencing one themselves, and hopefully they'll look past my bad day when I'm having one. Uh, the beginning of the process of building trust may be as simple as a handshake or an invitation to talk. The other person may want to, the same thing but is unsure about where to start. So take the leadership and get that started and be that catalyst to, make, to begin the process and help someone to lead themselves out of trust. Probably the last thing I would say is just simply this. Families sometimes have trouble with trust and getting along and get going forward when they don't have the same set of goals in mind. I just talked to a dad in his late 60s yesterday, and he said, and he was describing to me their farming situation, their farming operation. He was lucky to have a son and a son-in-law coming back to the operation with him. And essentially, there was, there was this discourse based on the fact that they didn't have the same goals or the same vision for how to go forward. And so I would also encourage people to make sure you have all your goals and visions aligned before you even start the farming operation. That'll help a lot with good communication, and it'll help with good trust because you're all going to the same, going the same direction then. So those are the things I have to say, and thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, thank you, Alan. That's Alan Vanolik, Extension Educator for Farm and Ranch Transition and Succession. And he's got a new article up on the Center for Ag Profitability's website about what we've been talking about here on this episode. You can find that, as always, at cap.unl.edu and a number of uh, other resources on communication issues and uh, related to succession planning and bringing family back to the farm, working with family. Check out cap.unl.edu slash succession. Alan, thanks again. Thanks again for having me. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.